Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday, December 9th. This is Elijah Fire episode 144. So we're going to bring on Jennifer Martin in just a second. We'll have 144 episodes on there, which is insanity that we're almost to episode 150. And we'll be at 200 before we know it. So, and we'll throw a, a super bash, which I realize as I'm saying now, that took your expectations to the moon. And um, <laughs> just whatever happens on episode 200 happens on 200. Okay. You're like, well, I was expecting a song and dance, full song and dance, the whole episode. Um, yeah. Maybe we will. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. So uh, we got a lot of ground to cover today. And this guest is, oh, I'm, oh, I, it, it's always great when this guest is on. I absolutely love her. Uh, she's got a powerful deliverance ministry, and she's also the co-founder of Contagious Love International, along with her husband, who we also love a lot, Monday Martin. But today we have the wonderful, the amazing Jennifer Martin. Let's give it up. Jennifer Martin. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about some pretty cool stuff and you, um, but before we get into the meat of it, I don't know if it's going to be the meat, but it's going to be a good portion. The delivered will become the deliverers. It's a word that you haven't released yet, but before we get into that, I want to actually hit on something you shared. We talked on the show a little bit about it, but you told me a lot behind the scenes, but it's about the world series. Okay. So we're just going to jump right in. Perfect. First of all, Merry Christmas. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Do you see the snowflakes? Do you I see the snowflakes it. on the uh, the loading Christmas? Yes. The loading, yes. loading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I noticed oh, yeah. all of those little things. Good job. Yeah. So Merry Christmas, all you guys watching. Jeff and I are excited. I'm excited to be with you guys and Elijah Fire people all the time. You guys are on fire and I love these interviews. So, yes, let's let's go back to the World Series dream because we know the World Series just happened. And I had a World Series dream July 12, 2020. It's very strange because, first of all, I'm not a sports person. I don't even know when the seasons are. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if the Lord's speaking a sport thing to me, I know it's a timeline yeah. and it's pointing to something specifically. Mm -hmm. So, in the dream, the Philadelphia Phillies was playing in the World Series. And I don't know who the other team was. They hit a grand slam. It was the bottom of the ninth inning. And I knew that because of the grand slam, they won and the score went five to four in their favor. Everyone starts jumping and shouting. I'm, I'm there at the game. I'm watching it and we're celebrating. Oh my goodness. The Phillies have won. Okay. So we celebrate and then I leave the game. I go back to my hotel room and I knew the Lord was highlighting it because I stood in front of my hotel room door for a long time, just staring at the door with the number of the room before I went in. And the number was 1722, 1722. Had no clue, didn't understand, just stared at it for like, felt like two or three minutes. And I began to walk through the door and then I woke up and I said, okay, this is strange. So I had no clue what any of this meant. Once again, this was two years ago, and the Phillies weren't in the World Series in 2020, nor 2021. So 2022 was the first time they were in the World Series. I'm like, Lord, what are you pointing to? 
Well, I'm going to try to condense it as quick as possible because what I want to share with you guys next is really why I'm here today, even though this is a part of it. So this is your appetizer before you get to my course. Okay. <laughs> a little taster. Yeah. Don't jump off because what I'm going to share is like my heart is like, I want to rush through this part so I can get to it. But so I said, what is 1722 in Philadelphia, Phillies World Series have to do with anything? So I began to search Philadelphia 1722 to see if I found anything that might highlight something that would make sense. Mm -hmm. So what I found was the um, Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of Philadelphia, which was established in the year 1722. So crazy. <laughs> I didn't have this knowledge. So cool. Yeah. So hello. You don't even, you don't even live up. in Philadelphia. No, no. Yeah. I knew nothing. I wasn't like a history, you know, person. So it's literally there. You can research it. It's on the seal of the Supreme Court. And you're like, wait a second. How could the Supreme Court have been established in 1722? We weren't a nation until 1789. Like that's when it actually started. You know, we had the independence in 1776, mm -hmm. but when the nation was actually established and then we had a first president, it was 1789. So how could this be? Well, when they had colonies, they had a lot of judicial courts and they had different judicial courts. So they decided before America was ever established that they wanted a unified Supreme Court that would be above all the other courts that all the decisions would go to. And that happened in 1722 and it happened in Philadelphia. So Philadelphia became the first actual Supreme Court of what is now America. Hmm. So I so said, cool. okay, well, what does this mean? And the score was five to four in the dream. So I just put together that there must be some kind of Supreme Court thing that's going to happen and the vote's going to be five to four. That's the only thing, Jeff, I could figure out that it could possibly be. So fast forward um, later that year, within months, we saw the Supreme Court thing begin to happen with RGB passing away, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away, and then Amy Coney Barrett becoming the ninth justice of the Supreme Court. Remember, in my dream, it was the ninth inning, mm -hmm. and the score was five to four at the end, and it was connecting to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. So I began to say, I believe, back in July, before all this stuff happened with the Supreme Court, I said, I believe some major case is going to happen. It's going to be five to four. And I really think it might be the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the case for life. And I posted it. You know, it's documented that I posted that. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's scary to say because... It's literally almost impossible in 2020 to think that Roe v. Wade would be overturned when it had been established for so long. Yeah. Everybody agrees with that. But I knew the Lord didn't give me the dream for nothing, that it had to mean something, you know? And so I just tucked it away in my back pocket and thought about it and remembered it. And then when the Roe v. Wade was overturned in 2022, I knew that part of that dream was being fulfilled. The Supreme Court, five to four. Okay, now the reason why this is important is because in the dream, it was the World Series. So the World Series and the Philadelphia Phillies being in the World Series happened in 2022. Even though they didn't win, I dreamed they won that game, but I didn't dream they win the entire thing, but I didn't know they had won that game. But I did say the Philadelphia, I dreamed the Philadelphia Phillies won the World Series because that's what I assumed that mm -hmm. minute. Yeah. But the whole point that of why this matters is when they were in the world series, it just happened to be in the same year that the five, four decision was made within months. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's interesting, like, because when you look at it retroactively, you're like, yeah, I, you can see it all, right? Uh, but it's funny how, like, we do that. We'll, we'll, we'll make an assumption, like, oh, winning the World Series, I guess so the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Well, you know, it, it was just, like, one of those big markers on something that God was doing. Um, and sometimes it's just, like, God marking things extra, as if, like, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade needed any extra marking. But what's interesting right. is that with, um, I didn't have anything like this, but it was, I was amazed at how, it was just this knowing, I guess. And my wife was the same way. And I've talked to plenty of other people with Amy Coney Barrett, when she got sworn in, I was like, I, I said, I was like, she's going to be instrumental in overturning Roe v. Wade. Like when I saw it right. and it was just like this knowing you have, and it was so interesting how so many people, God was revealing that to just so many people. Uh, and then it happened Amen. and here we are, here we are, and here we it's just are the beginning. So, but why is this so important? And why did God want us to know specifically that dream? Why was he revealing? Okay, guys, I want you to know that when you see the Phillies in the world series, and when you see this five, four decision, I want you to know something. I want you to know I'm highlighting the year 2022. Yeah. Okay. So that is the, that's the important part is why did both of these things happen? in 2022 why is god pointing to that timeline and it has to do with the youth the generation that is not to be aborted that god does not want aborted that are called that in 2022 the justice coming forth for the young people that it happened and before roe v wade was overturned this year in 2022 i wrote my book on the youth and released it on 222 2022, because the Lord told me the 222 number, Jeff, I don't know how to That's sit in this chair right now. Crazy. I don't know how to sit like, in this chair right now. God told me the 222 number had to be connected with the youth, that there was something about the year 2022. And I started saying it in 2021. And before that, when I started, I had dreams from 2019, 2020, 2021, and they were highlighting the youth. And I said, yeah. Lord, what is this? Because mm -hmm. I didn't have a youth ministry. It wasn't even something that I was like focusing on because all of my, my um, ministry was media and just preaching the word and encouragement and mm -hmm. prophecy and all of these things and praying for people on online and on live stream. But then the Lord starts bombarding me with these dreams. And I didn't know it in the beginning, but as he began to build the revelation and I put the pieces together, you know, you take the puzzle pieces mm -hmm. and you put them together. And then when all the pieces are laid out, you can step back and you look and you say, I see the big picture now. And I'm starting to see as I, as I step back and watch what the Lord showed me, that it really is, he is pointing that there's an anointing on this young generation that it was going to start in 2022. And I wrote it all. I put it in my book and I, I created that so people could have it. It's mm -hmm. literally a journal of the prophetic decrees from the Holy Spirit of dreams and visions and what it means to be in this year and Roe v. Wade being established and overturned and the 2022 word and why that is so important from now, what starts now moving forward. Mm, yeah. And all of that is in my book of how our generation can partner with being the catapult for the young people to step into their full destiny because they are being called by the Lord to harvest and deliver people from darkness like never before. Come on. That no yeah. generation has entered into. 
link is in the description everybody if you're curious you're like what book i'm interested oh yeah in sorry it's here i'm literally it's right the beside me is in the description there it is. and it's under it's the, the stuff little we baby horse the wee horse. The big horse yeah this is us we are the dark horses so let me explain dark horse because that can be confusing i'm not talking about the revelation dark horse that that is established to bring famine it is dark horse is a phrase that means a hidden one emerging to cause great impact mm -hmm. So the dark horses that have been hidden, that God has protected and hidden for a time are mm -hmm. coming forward that really love people, that really want to see them delivered and free. And God is using them to impact this entire generation. And not only are they coming forward, we're gonna, they're going to be the ones that are the stepping stones for the young people to come forward come and become, they're going to become the dark horse youth. Come on. So come on. I have a question about the dream that you had again, because on the door, it was a door. In a, mm -hmm. you a hotel <gasps> door. That's right. Yeah. It was a door yeah. and it's at 1722. Yeah. Have you gotten any insight into that? Do you feel like there's still elements to that dream that you still haven't quite seen play out yet? Or do you feel like that was a total fulfillment? The dream was confirmation for everything that just happened. Do you feel like there's more that needs to be revealed? I'm just curious what you think the door and 1722 I, on the door mean. Yes. Cause 1722 was the foundational covenant being made mm -hmm. where those justices came together and they actually if you go read about it um type in supreme court philadelphia 1722 on yep. any kind of site where it tells the history and you read about it you'll find out that they established it on god and, and godly principles and they really wanted it to be a court that brought the justice of god that would rule righteously and justly and honorably and it was all about you know the kingdom so I feel like, and I, when I studied this during that time, I said, guys, I believe the Lord is actually bringing us back to a root of our nation, that he is going to remove everything that's been built on the foundation that was established in 1722, as far as judicial wise, that was built on that court, that things that were built that was not of him. And he's removing it. He's literally scrape he's washing it off he's tearing it down he's destroying what was built that is not of him and he's rebuilding mm -hmm. on the root so there is a justice and righteousness coming forward in this generation they're going to start fighting for you know truth and justice yeah. and for the rights of what what is right according mm -hmm. to the kingdom of god yeah mm -hmm. it's so exciting yeah and if you just type in supreme court Pennsylvania or Supreme Court 1722 seal or Pennsylvania mm -hmm. seal. It, you'll see it says 1722 on it and everything. Yeah, cool. you can see the seal with Isn't dark awesome? horses on it. Oh with my goodness, that's right. Horses on it. I knew that, oh, but I forgot two. about that. There's two, just like the there's book, two. just like on the book. Oh, there's two. Oh, Look, show it, show it again. Here Check it is. That. Two, Can't two make it up. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Everybody go to Google or whatever. Supreme Court, Pennsylvania seal, and you'll see it. So mm -hmm. cool. And there's it's an e and there's an eagle on there. What? what? Crazy. Yeah. It just keeps going. <laughs> the Lord is all the way good. You yeah. know, he's just all the way he like the way he good. doesn't miss a beat. Yep. You know? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So this is obviously leading into the dark horse youth. I, do you want to release the word that you were talking about first and then go back to the dark horse youth a little bit? Or do you want to keep talking about the dark horse youth and then go into the, how do you want to do this? Well, it all goes together. So okay. well, I'll let you, you know, do it. Tell it how you want to tell it. 
Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Dark Horse Youth, if you read about in my book, I recommend everyone to get it, not because I'm trying to sell books and stuff. Okay. So most people that know me know my heart. It is mm -hmm. literally material for you to bless yep. you that you need to be aware of and you need to know because there is a bigger picture to what God is starting in 2022 and why the deliverance started last year and why it's so perfectly lining up into coming into 2022. Because God is answering the cries of his people and he's br bringing deliverance. He's bringing it through his people. And then he's bringing it into 2022, which is a year of the youth being established in the kingdom. And they're going to carry fire. They're going to carry deliverance power. It's very important to understand who they are. But because of that, the enemy has tried to destroy them. He's tried to burn them down. He's tried to drown them. He wants to remove this generation. He wants to stop it however he can. He wants to stop reproduction. He wants to remove them before they're ever born. Like this generation is a threat to the enemy. And this should make us really excited because mm -hmm. the enemy can't stop all of them from being yeah, born. And in fact, the Lord said, step off, devil. Not only are you not going to touch my youth, but I'm going to remove the legal rights. You had to touch my Ruth. Roe v, Roe v. Wade is going away and my youth will not be touched in Jesus' name. Right. So there's a lot more to that. Of course, I can't give it all on a video. I wish I could. But the dreams that I had that shows what these youth carry is just profound. It's, it's astounding what these young people are going to carry and how we can help them step into their calling. There's going to be a partnership, guys, of the ones that we've walked with the Lord. We know the things of the Spirit. We know discerning. We know the gifts of the Spirit. We've moved in the prophetic. We've moved with, you know, dreams and the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We've moved in ministry, you know, and there's a whole reason for that, that God has put in us that these young people need from us. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they're just the favorite generation of the Lord. They carry another piece that goes with the piece that we carry. And without each other, we won't see the fullness of the kingdom. So no one is undervalued. No one is, is, is not needed. Okay. No one is unnecessary. Okay. Every person is necessary for the kingdom fulfillment to come to, to place, to begin to take off and bloom into all that it, that it's supposed to be. So Take your place, get ready, what God's put in you, be ready, be on guard to encourage these youth and then to run with them. That's what this picture is about. It's like, we're not like, okay, youth, let's go, go have fun running your race for Jesus. No, we are the ones right here that we're like, you know what? We're going to run right beside you. We're going to protect you. We're going to guard you. We're going to lead you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to rescue you. We're going to do whatever we need to do to keep you running your race. Mm. And yeah, it's. It's incredible. I just want to cry. So, yeah. So in thinking through this, um, and I said, Lord, what is it about this deliverance and the youth? And how does that go together that there's this deliverance happening and now youth are being raised up to receive deliverance and not only that, to walk in it. And they're literally being born into a time where they're going to see the power of God casting demons out, healing the sick in a profound way. I mean, it's just, it, it's on an increased level like we've never seen. Mm -hmm. And they're going to behold it. They're going to know it. They're going to grow up in it. It's not going to be a question for them. They're going to know this deliverance power. They're going to get delivered. So what we're seeing is 
um, teenagers going through deliverance. They're getting free of demons. They're getting free of trauma. They're getting totally rocked on fire for the Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they're turning around and they're ministering to their family. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. They're ministering to their school friends, you know, they're, and they're seeing people get delivered. God is using young people to cast Mm -hmm. demons out, to see trauma healed. And, you know, they're humble. Young people have humility about their hearts and God can use those that are humble. Mm -hmm. Um, So I said, what, when I think about youth and deliverance, this is where it happened, where I started getting the download about, and you guys really need to listen is where I want you to listen about how this is so biblical as far as timing goes and the way we're literally repeating a cycle in biblical history right now. Okay. So when you um, look at the story of Moses, you know that he was raised up as a deliverer to Israel. We know that the people of God were enslaved by Egypt for 400 years. And then God says he he heard the cry of his people and he raised up a deliverer to send in to deliver his people. When we, when we correlate this now, is there a similarity to now and why deliverance began in 2021? And I literally was like, mm, I wonder how long America's been a nation, right? And so when Plymouth Rock was established, when the, when the people landed on Plymouth Rock, when the pilgrims came over, it was in the year 1621. And so when you do the math, from 1621 to the year 2021, when deliverance began to become forefront ministry, it's 400 years. Yeah, how about that? Is wow. this a coincidence? Mm. It Nay. can't be a coincidence. So I said, okay, so God, you are comparing us in a similar cycle, like the time of Moses, when Moses grew up to become a deliverer to the people of Israel. But let's go back to before Moses became a deliverer. What was going on when Moses was born? So I just want to read just a few verses real quick on this part, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So this is in Exodus chapter one, guys. And then the next part I'm going to read is in Exodus chapter two. This tells the story of Moses. But if you pay attention, you're going to see some similarities and it's going to actually give you a picture of what is happening today. So it says this, then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra, which means beauty, and the other named Pua, which means splendor. When you act as midwives to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God with profound reverence and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded, but they let the boy babies live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and allowed the boy babies to live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth quickly. And their babies are born before the midwife can get to them. 
So God was good to the midwives and the people of Israel were multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he established families and households for them. Then the Pharaoh commanded all his people saying, every son who is born to the Hebrews must be thrown into the Nile. That's a river. That was the main river there beside Egypt. And then he said, but every daughter you shall keep alive. Now this is, I want to stop right here before we keep reading. And I need you to understand this part. <sighs> this is so good. So the place where the enemy, let's say Pharaoh, he's the enemy, right? He's the oppressor in the situation to the people of God. And he wanted to kill off the children, right? This is a form of like what we've seen happen in our own nation where the leadership wanted to kill off the, the children. Mm -hmm. But the interesting part is it wasn't just like, do it this way or do it that way. He basically said, drown them in the river. Yeah. Throw them into the river, drown them because they can't swim, right? So they were to cast their children into the river. Mm. Now remember that because we're going to come back to that point in just a minute. Mm -hmm. Let's keep reading in Exodus 2. It says, now a man of the house of Levi, Levi, which is the priestly tribe, went and took as his wife a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was especially beautiful and healthy, she hid him for three months to protect him from the Egyptians. This coincides to what's happening with many people in their lives and what has been happening with the dark horses. When I talk about hidden ones, God has hidden his people for a season to protect them from the oppressor. There's a reason God has covered his people and hidden them under the shadow of his wing to protect them from what the enemy has been trying to do, not only in our nation, but the world and in the spirit realm. And what's actually happening, what people might think is, oh, I'm being held back or this or that, but it's actually a protection by the hand of God. He's hiding you for a season, for a reason. I'm sure that's been said before because it rhymes. So it sounds really great, you know? Okay. So when she could no longer hide him, look at this right here. When she could no longer hide him, she got him a basket made of papyrus reeds and covered it with tar and made it waterproof. Then she put the child in it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile River. Okay. She could no longer hide him. Why? It was, he was growing and it was, he was enlarged. He was being enlarged. He was in, he was mm -hmm. growing out of his territory of where mm -hmm. he had been hidden. <laughs> okay. If y'all are getting excited, I'll get excited. Mm -hmm. I know you're getting excited. Okay. This is so good. So there is a moment when you can no longer hide. Right. There is a moment that the Holy Spirit says it, you have grown in the secret place. You have hidden in the secret place. I have hit you and put you for a time away. And mm -hmm. now it is time for you to come forth. I can no longer hide you because you've matured in your fruit. And I know that you're at a healthy place now that you can minister to those that are broken because you've allowed me to touch you, heal you and deliver you. So you've been hiding, friend, in the secret place. And the whole time the Holy Spirit is delivering you from the oppressor. Mm -hmm. 
And you didn't even know that he could do it right there between him and you. He's delivering you. He's, he's put you in the oil press. He's put you in the wine press. But there's a time where he says, I can no longer hide them. Mm-hmm. I can no longer hide them. They are ready. Their fruit has matured. It's time to pluck them now and bring them forth. Mm-hmm. But here's a, a neat part because the thing she made it, she made it waterproof. The very place, listen to me now. Do you want me to start preaching? Can I preach Preach it? Dude, preach. The very place that the enemy said, cast them into the river to drown them. The very location where the enemy wanted to bring death and destroy a generation was the very location that God placed his deliverer. Boom! Okay, I had to shout. That was good. (laughs) And not only that, he made it waterproof. The enemy's water could not touch what God had placed. And in Mm -hmm. the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the destruction, in the middle of a generation that has lost their minds, God has placed deliverers right there. And they are, guess what? Waterproof. Come on. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) That means... The things of the enemy cannot <laughs> touch us. Are y'all getting this? Come on. I just see some fire emojis. No, it's so I'm good. about to come up out of this Fire right emojis, everybody. Do it. I Let's cannot see fire. Let's go. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> come on. And then. There uh-oh. we go. Rachel, okay. Rachel coming in clutch with the uh, fire emoji. There we go. Come on. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yes. I need an influx of fire. Yeah. What's interesting about this, Jeff, is one of the dreams in my book, get this, because I've never even gotten this revelation and I wish I had it earlier so I could have put it in here because it's awesome. But literally, I got it like a couple weeks ago, but I was holding it for you, for you guys, holding it in my belly. It was hard. Mm -hmm. But in this book, y'all, I had a dream about the youth drowning and being burned by fire and that somebody had to go in and rescue them. And I was like, who's going to rescue them? Who's going to rescue them? The youth are drowning. They're going to drown. They're going to die. The water's coming in. So I even had a dream about the young people being drowned. And that's, there's something to this where the enemy wanted to drown the babies. But in the middle of that, God says, you know what? I'm going to bring my deliverers into an entire generation that is being aborted and they're going to be they're going to be completely untouchable by the enemy. They're going to be so strong. They're going to be so mature. They're, because in that time of hiding, they're going to be so much fruit inside of them that's literally like nothing can touch you. Listen, guys, pride can't touch us. We got to get the pride out. You know, like the insecurity, get it out. Inferiority, get it out. Com- comparing yourself to other ministers, get it out. This is what this is your opportunity in the secret place to get rid of the things that want to drown you. That's the things right there. They want to drown you. They want to take you out. And God's like, if you'll let me in, let me in to that basket where you're sitting in the middle of that river where the enemy's trying to drown you. Let my fire come in. Let it work inside of you and purify you. And I'm telling you, that water's never going to touch you again. Come on. Come mm, on. Mm. This is so good. Yeah, that is really good. so good. So yeah. right in the middle of the enemy's camp, God put Moses in Pharaoh's house. Well, you know the story that Pharaoh's daughter saw the baby, said, let me take care of the baby, but sent the baby back to the Hebrew camp where his own mother, Moses's own mother, got to nurse him and raise him up in the midst of the enemy's 
home, right where he planted his work. God was hiding and sneaking and working a plan and weaving it in and sending his deliverer to be raised up so that when the time came, Moses would be positioned exactly where he needed to be positioned mm-hmm. and ready Come to on. go forth as the mouth of God. So good. Come so good. On, I think if the Bible has taught us anything, it's that God is going to fulfill his purposes. Amen. He's always going to fulfill, fulfill his purposes. And that's something that I'm always quick to remind people of and speak out on this show is that God is so much bigger than anything the devil could ever do. And even though evil is often magnified on the media and arts and entertainment because they have the megaphones, I call them the megaphones, but it's always a response. Any evil you see is hell's response to what heaven is doing. It's not the other way around. What's God going to do? Oh no. You know, and it's like what we see with Pharaoh decreeing that, Hey, all firstborn, all sons, they need to be cast into the Nile. It, (laughs) It's like God to be like, boom, I'm going to put the deliverer right in the middle of that. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's just like God to be like, to defy anything that Satan does like that. Come on. When the enemy comes in, guys, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises a standard against Mm -hmm. him and he doesn't win. The kingdom of heaven wins. every single time yeah so in regards to roe v wade kind of go back a little bit and apply that to this to me when i saw it happen um i shared this on the show as well i saw these huge dominoes fall like huge like goon 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 uh in the spirit Uh, i think it was like the week that it happened or the Mm -hmm. week after and then the Georgia Guidestones fell and they look like giant dominoes. And I was like, mm. no way. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, but to me, it's, I mean, a major principality was unseated when Roe v. Raid was overturned. So to me, I look at that. If you look at like the string of time, boom, you cut off something in that. And then obviously your word, there's a lot of attention being drawn towards young people. Hell obviously is, but it's because heaven is. It's not the devil's going after young people. God, what are you going to do? It's God is clearly after birthing something within the youngest of the young right now. And Satan sees it and is like, guys, we got to We got to stop. We got to stop this. We got to slow it. But when Roe v. Wade got overturned, it was almost like chopping off the tentacle of the beast or whatever. I don't know. Um, and it's like, OK, now that we put a stop to that, God has put a stop to that. All the efforts being pushed towards it are going to create this compounding effect because whatever Satan had done stopped, we stopped it. Heaven stopped it. And it's like all this pressure being put towards it. it, It's something amazing is, is happening. It's going to just get more and more crazy. Awesome. Amen. Amen. God always is working and you know, he comes in humility. So let's just remember this season, you know, we're celebrating Christmas and the, and the birth of the Lord and the Lord came in humility and Jesus was born in humility and he was the original dark horse. Like Mm -hmm. really like he was dark horse, a Mm -hmm. hidden one that's going to come forward and make great impact. Mm -hmm. And he was born and placed in a manger in an inn, not in an inn, in a barn beside an inn. Mm -hmm. And he was in the manger and it probably smelled very bad in that place, you know, and that's where the Lord chose to put his son. And it's just an interesting 
beautiful picture of our God's heart of Mm -hmm. he doesn't need to be big and showy because he's God and he has all power and he chose humility, you know, over pride and over what looks like power. God's power is when he's meek and when he's low Mm. and when he's, you know, he, he lowers himself and he washes feet and it's just, I love his heart. And I watch him every time that we are ministering at one of the revival nights or the schools. And I watch him wash feet over and over and over. And I, I just sit and I weep because this is our God. This is our God that hides a baby in a basket in the midst of an entire generation trying to be eliminated. This is our God that when the enemy tries to abort an entire generation and confuse them and cause all of this darkness and identity issues and all the other things going on where the enemy is trying to infiltrate through media and all of these things, our God has a baby hidden in a basket. He has a young generation hidden And the world doesn't see it because they're not, they're not interested in exploiting themselves all across media. Like we're, there's going to be a holy generation guys. There is a holy generation hidden. It's hidden right now on the earth. They're here and we're not alone and the enemy's not going to win and he's not going to take over and he doesn't get to take this generation. And I feel the fire of God right now. I'm telling you right now that the enemy is going to pay. Right. For what he's trying to do mm. to our people mm. and our young people. And this isn't a game and this is real. And I'm telling you, God has judgment for him. And I am telling you that the young people that we're going to see come forward onto the scene, guys, that we're about to see church wake up like we've never seen before. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be the way it was. There's a new wineskin happening and the young people want it. They want truth. They want real. They don't want the fake stuff. And it's time for us to just yield to the Holy Ghost and let this new wine come and let the Holy Spirit come and let's bring it back to what it is for that baby to be laid in the manger. Let's remember what the kingdom actually is all about Hmm. and that God wants to reveal himself to those that are meek and lowly and everyone gets to have a part and you're not exempt. You're not exempt from the move of the Holy Spirit. Every person that loves him and that wants him is invited in and you have a seat at the table. And I want you to always remember that no matter what mankind treats you like, no matter what the way the world and culture around us has proclaimed, this is how we live. I want you to know there's a king, a humble king above all of that, that says, I don't leave anyone out. That has poured a cup for every person that exists on the earth and has prepared a seat for every person that has been broken and hurt. And no matter what man tells you, no matter what other people say, I want you to know God says you are fully welcome, fully invited and fully accepted by him and that you can have everything that is in his heart, every part of his kingdom he wants you to have. So don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Don't listen to the lies that you're left out. This is not true. Our God's heart is no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. And he loves each and each and every one of us so deeply. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. I was right. just thinking about too, like how, how it happened to Moses as well. It happened to Jesus with Herod. Herod started killing all the babies. 
and mm-hmm. and then he had to mm-hmm. flee as well you know and it's like you know talk about the ultimate deliverer i mean yeah so wow That's so right, exciting mm-hmm. so exciting it's such a crazy i'll be honest i mean not that i i don't know it maybe my attention was focused elsewhere but with roe v wade i really i look at the people that contended for so long for that um I think I believed it could happen in my lifetime, but I wasn't, I didn't think it was going to happen this year. Mm. I didn't. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You know, which uh, is exciting because it's just like God's going to be about his business and um, he's always full of surprises. So Amen. It's just like, this is, we haven't even seen anything yet. And I just, I get a great, great swell of pride over like, you know, we have like some young Gen Z guys. Um, they're part of the California will be saved movement, Ross and, and, um, and Joel. And, uh, I'm, those dudes are on fire, like young guys on fire, yeah. spurring their generation on to be bold for Christ. And so I, I think that's, I can't wait to see what else happens. You know, it's It's exciting. So exciting. They have a fire and the, alongside the Moses, who is the deliverers, there's the errands Mm -hmm. and there's the others, you know, that are sent around them to hold them up. And it just is valuable and important. And it's 444 right now where I am which is the number yeah. four is for doors. And this is episode 144 and it's 44 minutes that we've been Whoa, live. Dude, and it's like, crazy. hello, and we're about to hit 44, 44. But yeah. just real quick, that's about open doors. Four is about the door, the open doors. And we talked about 1722 and the, it was on a door and there's something about the door and God is opening doors this year. It's literally happening, guys. The door for the young generation is open. It's literally wide open. Here mm-hmm. they come. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to stop them. No one. No one can stop them. No one can stop this generation of fire. And those that are older that we are praying, we've, we're carrying the prayer torch, guys. You know, my generation, your prayer torch people, your intercessor people, and you're the, you're the make the way people. We're like the prepare the way people. We're like the John the Baptist before mm-hmm. the Jesus shows up on the scene. We're like getting it ready. We're making the way. And I'm telling you, everything you've done in prayer and secret and what you've done in faith with the Lord, it's not undervalued. It's not as not important. Okay. It's completely important without Mm -hmm. the plowers. You don't have the sowers. You just, you got to have both. And we're the plowing generation, but these young people coming behind us are the sowers. So get ready. Oh my goodness. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. Well, Do you you feel like with, especially with making a way for the, the young generations, do you feel like there is going to be a large portion of uh, not getting too beholden to like tradition or routine, especially with what God wants to do. Do you feel like there's going to be some of that too? Of like, hey, like we need to be able to be a little bit more flexible. Absolutely, I think the Holy Spirit will make the new wineskin clear mm. to the to the place where it's like you don't have to try to to make it fit. You don't have to try to stretch it. You don't have to try to make sure you're stretched enough to fit in it because the Holy Spirit will make sure 
that every part is ready and in position. And this is what he does. He is wise. He is, he is the spirit of counsel. He is the spirit of understanding. He is the spirit of might. You know, he, he is designing this. He is building his house. He's literally building his house and anyone that loves him is going, they're going to see how they fit in and it's going to be fluid. It's going to be peaceful. It's not going to be striving. This is not a year to strive and get and and warfare and all of these things because we're going to be waterproof. We're not going to be touched by the enemy trying to come in and overwhelm us. We're running in the wave. We're going to be waterproof. We are the wave. We are coming and we are the wave. And this is the wave of the dark horses. And I've said it over and over. And they are intense on a level like no other generation. Mm. And um, <laughs> just get ready. It's the way it's time to say yes, guys. It's time to say whatever this wineskin looks like, here I am. And I'm not saying don't do regular church on Sunday morning or whatever, you know, go to church, let the Holy Spirit move, of course. But like God might have some ways that he begins to move even outside of that way. He might be moving in the streets. He might move, you know, in the schools. He might move like, you know, and we just need to not limit the Lord because let the young people have freedom to burn for Jesus and don't let's not calm them down. Let's not tell them, okay, you're going to grow out of it. You know, let's let them burn. God is raising up a torch. Wow. He's raising up a torch that will blaze with passion and fire for his name. And get ready for the praise movement. I've been prophesying this for years and praise is about to unleash. It's time to come out of the melancholy worship, the, the slow and low, depressing worship sounds. It's time to come out of this because there's something on the praise and the breakthrough and the roar that is going to shift things in your family, in your church, and in your city. Wow. Release the praise. It's super important right now. There is something about partnering with sound to release the kingdom. Mm. Um, just to back that up, whenever we see praising and shouting in revivals, it often is preceded by, it often precedes the miracles and the healings. And the Holy Spirit just comes and he starts healing people. And it's after the most fun moments of like laughing and dancing and praising and singing and just having a great time with heaven. And then these miracles happen. Hmm. So release your sound guys, there release your sound. So is that, Amen. is there, and maybe that's part of it, but is there, are there some ways that we can posture as we enter into 2023 posture ourselves for what God is, is going to do in this next year, obviously praise, release mm -hmm. your sound, mm -hmm. but I are there, need to make a sound. Yeah. I, I think we need to shatter it. Caca! <laughs> you know, the enemy tried to tell us to shut up, you know, in 2020 yeah. and try to silence us and told us to shut up. So if you see that, you're like, okay, well then what we're supposed to actually be doing is opening our mouth, not closing yeah. our mouth. So it's, it's, you guys already know, you, all of you guys know, like, but we've got to keep going at that direction and, you know, make the sound because it's time. And I'll tell you, and it talks about this in the book of how mm -hmm. we can posture and prepare an atmosphere for what these youth need to be able to grow and to step into who they are so they can get freedom and deliverance. I had a dream about the young people being so hungry to enter into the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God. They wanted to come into the presence of God, but no one would lead them there. Hmm. And because no one would actually create the atmosphere for them to come into the intimacy of the Holy of Holies and God's heart, hmm. 
they left. This was in a dream. And I I was so grieved. I woke up, I was like, I'll do anything. What song do I need to learn? I was, I was literally floundering because I didn't want them to leave. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, I'll play, I'll play Holy of Holies. I'll play Holy of Holies. The song, take me into the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll play it. I'll learn it. I don't care. So there was a frantic, like, and I believe it's the heart of the Holy Spirit right now. Frantically, for lack of a better word, desperately wanting his young people to come into the Holy of Holies. And he's, he's like, who's going to play this for me? Who's going to play the, the, the sound so they'll come in? Mm. So we, we need to praise. We need to worship. We need to let it be free. We need to stop trying to worship God with our pre-learned songs, which are great. But there's something about the song of the heart that God is listening for. He's looking for it and moves his heart. He is pleased with it. And he wants us to move from our memorize the lyrics and sing a new song. Yeah. And let the song of our heart come out and let the praise come out in the worship. And, and it's okay. We can start with lyric songs. But guys, if we don't break away from the tradition in our meetings and go into a place where we're like, okay, let's really worship now. Let's release everything and worship and praise and let God hear the sound of my heart, mm. not just my memorized lyrics. Yeah. And that's the same thing I saw in the dream with these young kids. And Jeff, I've dreamed about revival coming through young kids. I mean, for years. And I'm like, when am I ever going to see this? Mm -hmm. I would dream about them lining up at events, waiting to worship God, but they didn't wait. They started worshiping while they were in the line. They were so hungry that they were like, we're not going to wait till the worship team leads us. We're going to encounter God right here. And young kids were weeping as they waited hours to get into this worship event. And I keep having these dreams of like young people carrying revival fire. So I feel like Jeff, you're saying, how can we posture? I feel like we need to give them the permission to step into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let them have it. Yeah. They want it. And we may not understand it, but and we're going to be challenged it. and stretched <laughs> ourselves. Like that's, that's, there's no way that's not going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also humility too, being yeah. someone older that God might be wanting to do something new within the body of Christ and allowing the freedom not to be like, no, I know best. And it's rooted in insecurity and pride. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that God wants. I don't think I know God wants to kill that, you know, that, Amen. that thing in us, you know, so yeah, it's going to take humility on our part. But it's also going to take humility on the young people's part to allow themselves to be shepherded during that time, too. So, amen. That's right. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. I'm excited. This is exciting. This is really exciting. It's so exciting. So guys, yeah. if you want to know the entirety of the word, you know, you got to grab the book because it actually explains the significance of 222 and why it's connected in the 2022. But 222 itself has an entire prophetic thing that I I start in the first chapter explaining why 222 and how I knew it was the year of the youth being released. Hmm. So, cause that is, I don't release words. I have to know that I know that I know. I can't just do a sound good word. 
you know, like this sounds like a great word. Let's release it. No, it has to be. I know that I know that I know and that God bombarded me with prophetic significance and signs and dreams and all these things to the point where I'm so bombarded that I'm like, if I don't release it, I'm disobeying the voice of the Lord. So it's that kind of a word. You have to read it. It's important. Elijah yep. has it. Elijah Shopper has it. Right, guys, you have the link here mm -hmm. and you can get like the PDF yep. version of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. You have options. Okay. I would love for you to pray for the listeners, please. Amen. That'd be great. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Oh, I feel the Lord's heart on this, guys. I wanted to cry all day long and I couldn't <laughs> wait to share it with everyone. So I just pray right now, Father, that we would have your heart on this. Lord, right now, I just ask that you download your heart and to everybody watching right now and those that are watching after the, the live stream that even on the replay, the Holy Spirit can touch you. The Holy Spirit can heal you. The Holy Spirit can touch your heart. And Lord, I just pray right now that every single thing that you want to just impart to them, encourage them, love on them, heal them, Lord, that that would just come upon them right now, that you would touch their soul touch their bodies, Lord. And God, just let clarity come. Let the spirit of understanding come. That there would be no confusion for them in this beautiful new wineskin that you've given to us. Mark 2.22 talks about the new wineskin, that you don't put old wine into new, new wineskin. And this is the year 2022 because it is your new wineskin. The Lord has given each and every one of you a new wineskin that feels like you're stretching right now. It feels like you're growing and stretching and it is good. It is the move of the Holy Spirit to bring you out of the old ways, out of the old traditions and even things that you might have formed for yourself that the Holy Spirit said, I never wanted you to carry that. I never wanted you to wear that wineskin. That was what the enemy tried to put on you. That is what the world tried to put on you. But I have a wineskin for you that is light and easy, without burden, without distress, that will not destroy you, but that will protect you. And that is the wineskin of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that that wineskin come upon them. Lord, remove the old wineskin. Everything that's been on their mind and on their body that is of the old wineskin, that is of the enemy, Lord, remove it right now. I ask you to detach it from them, detach it from their soul, detach it from their body. Remove it in Jesus' name. And I just thank you right now for releasing, God, the new wineskin. That they will feel it come around their shoulders, feel it come around their heart now. That they would feel your hands and your warmth there in your presence, Lord, that just says, you know, I am with you. I haven't left you. I'm right here. And maybe you don't know it, or maybe you're confused, or maybe there's all kinds of things bombarding you to try to take your attention from him. But right now, Lord, I ask you to bring us back in and ground us back into you. Draw us into your heart, Lord, and cover us in the shadow of your wings. And those that are still in that hidden place, Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you that they're hidden. 
I thank you that they're protected from the ways of the enemy and that you're forming them and fashioning them for the things that you've not only assigned them to, but Lord, just for your own heart so they can be free to worship and praise you, Lord. This is about you and them and them being your child and you being the father. And you want them free so they can have joy and love and peace and all the things, Lord, that you you created them to exist and live in this place. Not just for an assignment, not just to do something for you, but to be free, to be your child and to be loved. And I just speak that revelation right now in Jesus' name into each one of them, God, that the responsibility to be something, I just remove that from them because they're all they ever need to be. And that is created to be beautifully loved by you. That they can worship you forever and know you forever. And I just remove every other wineskin off of them that try to form them and fashion them into something you never designed. Lord, I thank you right now. Let love come. Let love speak louder than every other voice in the name of Jesus and every demonic voice that has been on you and in your ears. I just commend it to silence now. I command it right now to silence. I command every demonic curse and assignment against you, every word that the enemy has spoken in your ears to curse you, to, to traumatize you, to destroy you. I just command those words right now to silence. I detach them from your ears. I detach them from your soul. I command them to leave your body right now. Come off of their bodies. You're going to begin to feeling things lifting off of your bodies right now for just the next minute. The Holy Spirit's coming and he's just lifting things off your body because he never, never, ever designed you to carry those burdens. He never, never wanted you to carry those burdens. He says, cast your cares on me. Cast your cares on me. Because I care for you. So I just command those cares, Lord. Even the cares of life, the cares of this world, all of the things I command them to lift right now. Come off. Come off of God's people in Jesus' name. Release them and let them go. Everything on their soul. Everything on their soul. Not put by the Holy Spirit. Leave right now in Jesus' name. Lift off. Lift off. Lift, 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 lift. Detach all the way and go. And now just release it, friend. If you're feeling that weeping, you just let it weep. You just let it release. Feeling those cries, you just let it come forward. It's you, it's valid for you. It's valid for you to have pain and crying and feeling things and the pressure and the burdens. And the Holy Spirit is lifting those off of you right now. And you're you just let it go. You just release it. Let it come forth. Let it leave. Because your pain has a voice. Your pain has a voice too. And you don't have to be silent anymore. You have full permission to give voice to that and let that pain release. You have permission by the Father in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're healing hearts and you're healing bodies in the name of Jesus. As you're getting healed and as things are leaving your body, would you just tell us in the chat what's happening to you right now? As you felt something happen, if you could just communicate and however you want to communicate to us of what is happening right now, pain left your body or depression left your body or suicidal thoughts are gone from your mind. You know, every demonic thought pattern has to leave the mind in Jesus name. Everything not of God has to leave in Jesus name. And as you feel things shift and that new wineskin come on you, just tell us what's happening. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling them completely now. Everywhere where those things were, were, were keeping them captive, everywhere. That pain was everywhere right now. I speak the Holy Spirit into those places right now. Everywhere where burdens were, 
everywhere that you held on to something that God never wanted you to have in you. I speak right now where those places are now empty. I speak the Holy Spirit into those places and his love to fill it in Jesus' name. Amen. There's some testimonies coming in, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see him. Thank you, Lord. Eve, praise You're God. So no more headache. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 That's deliverance, friends. It's his love for you. He loves you so much. I pray you would know it. I pray you would feel it. Amen. Amen. Keep those keep those testimonies coming, you guys. You can write Jennifer personally. (laughs) Sure, you get a lot of testimonies. Oh yes. I love it. I love the testimony. It never gets old. Mm -mm. Never does. Yeah, Yeah. please feel free, guys, to send in any testimonies. You can just go to the website right there under my name, contagiousloveintl.com. Also, you're going to be doing another school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So people can go to the website for more information on that. Yes. Anything you guys want want is there. There's only two events listed right now because we haven't, but our schedule is full for 2023. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit trying to communicate. Here we go. <laughs> our, um, <laughs> I'm like, I can't think. I'm in the saturated love, I love right to now. See it. I really do. <laughs> but there, we have a deliverance school and it's so, it's going to be powerful. We have room for 325 people. It's already at 206 registered in Minnesota. So Mankato, Minnesota, it's free. But if you want more um, on teaching about deliverance, which is something God has specifically equipped me and my team to do, and um, you just want to come saturate the love of God with us for three days, just go on the website and you can find the link there to register all the infos there. Awesome. Our school for Tennessee is full, but we plan on having more. But our next one is in March. So that's March 30th. In Mankato, Minnesota, March 30th through April 1st. Yeah. Guys, I love how much God is touching you. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so great. Thank you, Jeff. This has been so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. It's always so great. And I always just appreciate your generosity to even like do those deliverance sessions at the end. I know that means a lot to to a lot of people who've been delivered during that those times. So absolutely. Yeah. That's why we do it. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. And then of course you're on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Yes. YouTube. Yes. So people can link. To My handle for all of those is Jennifer Martin CLI, which is the short for contagious love international yeah. Jennifer Martin CLI on any of the platforms and you can find my pages. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. Um, I'm not going to see you before Christmas. So have an amazing, amazing, merry, merry, merry Christmas. Um, Everybody, that's our show. Have a, just an incredible weekend. Rest in Jesus name. Um, And then tune in on Monday. We've got Jesse Greenback, who I always feel like follows your episodes. (laughs) I'm always like, I like her. Yeah, she's great. She's going to be on Monday. That's going to be great. She's got a word for 2023 that she's going to be talking about. That'll be great. 
Also, there's a donation link at the end, everybody, elijahfire.com slash donate. Make sure that this stays five days a week and free. Mm -hmm. And then also we're doing those amazing efforts over in Uganda, digging freshwater wells, new well every three days. So amazing. We're giving people their lives back through that. And mm. your contributions to this ministry are going towards that as well. So um, everybody be blessed. And we will see you on Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Jesse Green. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 